Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore practicing presence with your reflecting pool. We can begin using this immediately as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. And uh, Vivian Green uh, made a comment saying, uh, life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It is about learning how to dance in the rain. And that's very important because we cannot control the weather. Um, And so it's important for us to be able to look at our environment, wherever, inside, outside, wherever we are, and we try to work with that and react with it or work with it, in a sense. And um, there's, it's interesting because um, a reflecting pool is a, a physical um, construction project that um, there are many locations around the world that have a physical reflecting pool within their environments. They come in many shapes and sizes. Their ultimate importance is to provide a space to embrace quiet contemplation that is separate but open to reflect and interact with the world around them. Do you find yourself being a chaotic disturbance that challenges any possibilities of quiet contemplation either within yourself or from your outside influences. To be actually effective, your pool, which is your pool of yourself, and also um, in this reflecting mode, your pool must be as still as possible. You can actually create your own reflecting pool so you can be practicing presence and fully embracing the benefits as often as you desire. Ideally, your pool should be reflecting what you want to look at in and in a space that is not uh, crowded. And today we're looking at some concepts. Uh, what is a f- reflecting pool from a construction, you know, physical outside um, kind of observation? And also, how can we actually design one for ourselves? Not so much. It could be like something in a in your environment that you could design that's like this. But also, I'm talking about our own design assignment of ourselves. And so, it's a little um, interesting play on terms and concepts. But a reflecting pool um, concept uh, is, um, in a way, kind of an artistic. Um, observation here too in that like um, from a physical outside uh, area uh, from an artistic perspective London-based installation artist Lee Borthwork um, has you know like a, a combination of different mirrors that she had been working with and um, she's a de- expert designer and she presented her work um around in the outside area and each sculpture was utilizing different uh, natural resources and yet they were 
um, taken out of their natural environments, but also were working with structures and having it so that um, her installations were spectacular and reflecting different things. Um, the actual pools, you know, if if we look at what is a, an actual uh, reflecting formal pool, um, it's it's either rectangular or or round, and has been created with bricks or stone and. They um, might have even a little fountain in the middle, so they usually do not contain anything that creates ripples because that's also a disruption of the reflections that happen or what they're trying to do with this pool of water. And for the most part, they're usually very shallow, uh, all kinds of different shapes and sizes, but the, the goal is that they have this surface that's going to reflect something in nature if it's outside or under a certain area, what they're trying to do is create a, um, a sense of calm. And so it starts with having water, which is very fluid um, oriented. It's, um, it's having something that's not rippling or causing it to be distractive um, so that it can reflect, say, if someone um, creates a pool that's under a colorful set of trees, and um, what happens is the colors are reflected into the water, and so it becomes an opportunity for anyone uh, in in that environment or able to sit and ex- um, just observe what's going on to be able to feel more calm within themselves. And so it becomes a calming effect. Now, in that same concept, um, there's different reflecting pools. You know, it's a, it's, um, a reflecting pool is, is a garden or park or memorial site area. And um, it, you know, for thousands of years, They've been, our architects have been creating these, and a lot of them are breathtaking views. They've put them in special places, uh, monuments, temples, castles, and palaces. Some of the um, other important ones are in the Lincoln Memorial, and they have still clear water features that are found in sacred places throughout the world. So your, your home doesn't have to be this palace, but it um, to have a reflecting pool. And you don't have to ha- be, well, I mean, we are a temple within ourselves. And so essentially, we, we are looking at this in a, how to construct something that um, essentially we're reflecting from the inside out. When we look at the purpose of the reflecting pool, it's a play on words, obviously, but also the important part is that um, the idea is that um, we can be able to create something for ourselves um, when we get a little better idea about the usage. And having the pool in a garden is a good starting point to understand how do you feel when you're around that environment. How does the reflecting pool in our in our environment, our in, in our house, um, there's a lot of different concepts when we look at the ability to design something. Um, and if you have um, inspiration from you know, nature and looking at 
um, how the different parts of a pool are harmonious with the different structure or any certain space. Usually, it's it's very much um, a tranquil and peace um, feeling in that shallow area. Uh, so, those are some words that we want to explore, too, because when we feel tranquil and peace, um, a lot of times ourselves, we are uh, interacting with our outside environment, but we also internalize and find ourselves can can actually be uh, distracted and also not calm because we've been picking up a lot of other reflections that are in our different environments or something we're seeing or more images that we can um, we get exposed to. We, we have a lot of um, information that becomes very quickly put into our system, our minds and our um, emotional systems. And so there are ways that uh, what what we're exploring here today is how to become more um, in control of that uh, process because reflecting pool, as we start with ourselves, we're starting on our internal system and we're talking about um, how we are designing ourselves. So we want to uh, look at this as a um, potential way of understanding what is a pool. We are, are mostly water ourselves. And so as we look at, at the um, corresponding parts, um, because water can be reflecting in a lot of ways, how do we want to reflect um, within ourselves uh, that sense because if we expose ourselves to a lot of different um, media you know imagery um, and we aren't calm in ourselves then we're going to be reflecting that back out through our system and that creates more challenge for others that are are relating to us too so a reflecting pool is important to think of in terms of how can we internalize something or start from a, a small effort within ourselves that we have the control over um, to actually have that calm sense about us. And then we reflect through the system and that can be then designing a, an option of um, working with different uh, situations and um for myself, um, I've been working a lot with um, the internalization of, um, you know, from a Reiki perspective. I've been training in Reiki, um, general Reiki, and also um, uh, some singing bowl opportunities, um, as it is also very calming. So you want to find some kind of a uh, artistic expression or something that you're, yourself can feel like you can explore and have that so that um, you can work with something either outside yourself or like with the Reiki, it's, it's an internal uh, effort to look for calming uh, environmental opportunities to learn how to calm ourselves, which a lot of us do meditation or yoga or some combination that helps to calm. And most of the time, um, through the, the different checking of um, what and how you work with things yourself, 
Um, what what is is the effort that you're finding? You're going to find more peace within yourself. And um, when you look at the pools outside in the different areas, you know a lot of this. It, it might sound very complicated from a construction perspective, but you can add charm to your garden or patio. And in that effort, you're learning um, to actually build a physical space that um, is is going to be uh, full of uh, shimmering um, energy. And um, a lot of this you can do yourself. If you want to look at something, you can um, also find out that when you're doing this, you're going to find you're going to be in a better mood. And if you're um, in a better mood, then if you get exposed to someone that who has lots of anger, you're going to find that you're um, going to be able to react differently. And so a typical person might find that um, if your pool, which in ourselves, we can consider this like our internal pool, if your pool is exposed to a situation or environment um, exposure that um, might be someone that's not in a, a flow or a, a calm situation, your own energy might shift so that you might become feeling drained or in a your mood could be declining. And Basically, this is also working with the idea of auras, and um, it's it's interesting because we want to look at a way so that your aura is not uh, going to be affected from the disturbance that is outside and trying to get in sometimes, and um, it's something that you want to look for a strong sense of inner peace and serenity because, or in, in regardless to the outside circumstances. And so we, we try to do a cleansing of our aura, which is around us. And that is kind of our big field of influence too, because we soak up a lot of uh, energy as we move through our, our lives um, and um, it's a subtle energy field that's surrounding our physical body. Um, it is really a direct reflection of our mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual state. And as it changes, um, it's also going to affect our energy flow. And so it goes in and out through us. So we are a reflecting pool. We're kind of like a human reflecting pool of um, energy from how we are in internalizing our different situations as, as well as expressing ourselves. And so other people's um, response to us are a response as a reflection of how we present ourselves. And so um, the whole concept of reflecting pools is um, it's like a smile if someone smiles, it's going to be picked up by someone looking, maybe they don't even know them, but that person that catches that smile might smile back, and then that, that whole flow of energy uplifts the environment uh, or relationship to other people. And it's interesting because in this whole energy process, it has um, a, a big effect that's you know, sometimes we don't know how far it goes. And so the, po- the 
power of conscious development here is that um, our energies around us immediately and also within ourselves um, really determine how we're going to be influenced by feelings and uh, observations and and also ability to learn is really important how to shield ourselves from negativity and looking at how to be able to draw in within ourselves healing transformative energy. And it's important to know that when we contemplate a um, like a beautiful scene like in, that is in a, a constructed reflecting pool around us, that uh, we have that choice to sit there and really enjoy that and uh, find it beneficial in our entire system. So I know it sounds a little, um, you know, confusing sometimes when we talk reflecting pool uh, language might be considered more from a construction and observation point, but it's also from a concept looking at it in a fun way to ourselves that we are reflectors of what we put in our minds, our images that we we and also using all of our senses, we're going to reflect through our system, our internal system. Um, our, it's an energy system. And so what does that do? Essentially, um, there's a lot of um, energy functions that go on between um you know, the food that fuels our movement and we have different body functions and cells and energy energy directly from the food. And it's it's interesting because there there is a whole lot of study that is in that sense. But we really have, you know, three different energy systems and with when we combine all of these um, it we need a continuous supply of, of different types of energy so that essentially it's our moving effect and we have um, different exercises that we can do, uh, aerobic systems. Um, and then the main thing is, is that we end up combining all of these energy systems so that it provides us energy. And they're basically um, our, our system of tapping into opportunity to make decisions based upon what energy comes through us. So um, one of the secrets to cleansing our basic outside self um, and restoring our natural vitality, one of the simplest ones we can control is um, working with healing energy. And meditation is one of the basic tools to cleanse and balance our energy fields. And we, we can become um, in a full healing range of uh, result and benefit of, of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And what this helps is um, making our pool or keeping our pool calm. So when we think of ourselves as more and more practicing presence, it's like being a pool. You know, if we if we look at ourselves as a pool, we're we're um, we're reactive to environment, and so it, that's where constructing something within ourselves that we're not going to be affected or trying to keep ourselves calm is one of the concepts that we want to take away from the idea of what is a reflecting pool or what's important to have that stay calm. 
And meditation helps to balance our field of focus. Um, it helps to clear the blockages that can trigger illness. Um, it can help to improve our mental and emotional well-being. Um, it helps us to let go of uh, conflicts and emotional distress, possibly. Um, and we can process and release negative energy. So it's, it's like an inside-outside effect. And when we open ourselves to this um, opportunity to um, not just expose ourselves to the environment, but also within more thought-based, um, I call them little seeds, but uh, basically when we plant a seed, you know, it has an environment that is going to provide um, the, the balanced effect of what we need so that we can have um, a calm situation and also be a calming you know, results so that we're we're out in a um, in our human form, actually relating to others around us, and that creates more calm. Hopefully, that then becomes um, kind of a, a springboard into which others can then go, "Wow, you know, that person is very light, and I they feel very calm when I talk to them." So, um, people do pick up vibes, and also as you're calming yourself, you become a pool. And once you practice more with this concept, um, it becomes more of a habit. And on that note, we're going to take a quick pause, and we will be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and we're exploring our uh, human, um, you know, 
basically our reflecting pool potential. <clears throat> and it is part of um, looking at um, ourselves as part of nature and um, how we emulate nature or in some ways try to uh, learn from nature and how nature is um, really an art in nature. Uh, there's a lot of uh, details around that and different ways of looking at um, the potential of art in, um, in our exploring. Um, we're, we're exploring what is the term uh, reflecting pool that has been expressed for many years and has been a design element in a lot of different cultures as around buildings. Someone has, per- has built a, um, a, a very shallow water reflecting area that is around nature, wanting to reflect the serenity that they are uh, maybe under a tree colors um, around a beautiful scene that um, also picks up light from the sun and the moon and um, exposes this as a piece of art in a way and reflecting nature as a serene uh, experience. That um, in itself is showing the importance to um, how much this has been expressed over time and in lots of cultures as a really a very basic element that should be in each of our um, environments, if not in our physical environment. It should be within ourselves, And we have the ability to um, be doing or using tools like meditation to touch base with ourselves. And we are all full of water. Um, you know, the idea of us being a pool um, is a, maybe a stretch in the imagination, but we are a pool of water that um, we do pick up and um, we are looking for calmness within ourselves. And the idea of, of having our, th- our basic systems, which were all part of energy, um, we also look at what is the, the system looking like. Um, one of our uh, outside um, areas is, is called the human aura. And it's, it's an energy that is um, also a spiritual aura. So it comes from the combination of mind, body, and soul. And it's within ourselves. And so everything that you are and whatever you've done and even your um, and what you could be doing is all beamed through our spiritual force field. So in a way, it's like um, thinking of it as um, a magnet of energy. And we go around and it um, is pulling things toward us in that energy where we can feel ourselves being exposed and energy being, um, you know, trying to get through our energy field that essentially we're trying to put it together so that we can push away some of the things. We, we make the choice as to what we accept or, uh, you know, it's attracting a lot or maybe we're repelling certain emotions or things that are happening so that um, we have that ability of choice. And um, you probably have exposed yourself to people's, other other people's auras or such energy fields so that as you're 
working with someone or talking to someone, um, you could feel if you're if you're sensitive in your uh, self and keep yourself practicing and becoming more interactive with um, energy, you might find that um, you're with someone that might might make you feel very you could you could feel agitated if they are agitated, even though they may not be agitated at you. Maybe if they're agitated, you might pick that up and not know what the source is. On the same token, if you operate within yourself as being very calm and are the pool of calm so that you're walking in, in your own environment with working with people um, as a calm being, um, everywhere you go, you're, you're going to be able to share that. Even if, I mean, if you've practiced this on a daily basis and you, this is your, your type of person, people are going to react to that because, again, it's like a magnet that, um, that's a curiosity because they're going to wonder, wow, you know, I feel good with, around this person and I feel calm. Um, and that can have a whole lot of effect when you use that in the right uh, areas. But um, it's it's a interesting because other people do pick that up. And if someone else is not as calm as you are, but they're interacting with that calm, it might make them um, also curious as to, well, what are you doing to make yourself so calm? How do you operate with that? And... Um, and so this is part of us taking the concept of the reflecting pool for ourselves. How do we um, get ourselves to be calm? And it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, ways t- for us to do this. And um, it's it can be a piece of art in a sense that we um, try to use ways to uh get ourselves out of our focus on um, just operating from moment to moment uh, without conscious practice. And we want to um, be thinking in terms of how do we uh, get ourselves calm? Well, it's a matter of pause and um, having the ability to be around situations that make you calm um, or make it easier to be calm and do this on a regular basis. So um, our auras are in an area outside of ourself that people are going to be picking up. And um, they're really, when we take a look at this level of detail, there's different, um, different colors that are pure colors of the aura. And if you're only manifesting things in your thoughts and feelings, there, the colors um, might be in different levels, different um, effects too on these. And some people can see more color and auras when they practice that. So um, essentially, a lot of the colors are, are like the color blue, yellow, pink, white, green, purple, and violet. And those are pure colors, but they can also become muddled when... Um, people have a uh, disturbance, like a thought, 
process or feelings get mingled in with the other the good ones and so there's opportunity here to uh, understand more as to how we can approach this so we don't want to be adding disturbance to our calm pool if we can help it and that becomes our um, practice of thinking in terms of okay we were we have talked about how to take a thought and let it flow through but not have the effect of the disturbance on ourselves so we might just flag it saying oh how does that make you feel well it's not very it might be disturbing and so we let it go and um and if it's supposed to come around it'll come around again um some of the operating part of practice for ourselves is awful also giving our ourselves time to sit down maybe sit or be in nature and expose ourselves to the um, nature um, calm environment and that can be um, you know walking in a in um, in a field you could be in a, a forest or you could be um, mostly if it's it's a, a way of getting outside um, it's one of those that we just want to be able to soak up the environment of nature because that has such a resonance of um, it might be very busy and it might look chaotic uh, unless you take a closer observation. But it is a system and um, our busy world right now is um, full of all these these extra energies that um, for the most part they have a lot of disturbance and so we want to create a way so that we can uh, fill our minds with <clears throat> calming images say um, and be able to um, understand our uh, internal system how do we react to that and have a, a way so that we can be feel, feeling um, in ourselves very much more in control of um, the way our external w- world works on us. And um, it's interesting because um, there's a lot of scary thinking going on, and scary is a, a word that brings up all kinds of um, emotional challenge. But when we think about the effect of these different challenges and how we feel about them because of our uh, understanding to the word, uh, we want to just know that um, every time we think about it, if we react to it and we know that we react to it that way, we can find a different way to go because we want to step into a different direction. And uh, for myself, I've been practicing Reiki for about five years, and it's it's very much been my own self of uh, calming myself and learning how to be in a calmer environment. And part of that is stepping into kind of a, a observation mode, so that you know it's a it's a a practice of how to approach um, something for yourself and. It could be a, a different approach in how you do your, your work or if you have work that's more um, outside, uh, how do you embrace that, um, having passion for what you do. Uh, it's a way to practice it in not just the work environment, but 
within yourself, learning um, how to integrate the different parts. So when we talk about um, the aura around us, there really um, are four um, well-known aura fields of energy, and um, they are acting with um, different energies within our system, too. So there's the auric field levels, and they're um, basically communicating information to the outside world as well as to our higher soul. And we receive a lot of information as it moves through our aura, and we, we try to, um, our internal system tries to process this. They're, it's trying to process and also assimilate. And as these uh, seven levels go out beyond our physical body, Sometimes the aura itself is so big, you know, it can be as far out as three feet um, from our physical body. Uh, the bodies themselves um, have a different set of uh, electrical areas, and um, and it's you know it's interesting. It can get very technical and also very interactive. So that like the archetypal or auric field area is like um, it's referred to as the divine aura and it's all the energy fields of our aura and provides a energy map of our life it really details our past our present and our future and it is called the map of destiny or the template of our life it's like a physical fingerprint and it's very unique and um, really our, our, um, our aura is like a, an open book to certain people that can, can observe and read um, the different layers that we have about us. And it is uh, something that uh, there's different patterns within ourselves and we, we have different energy patterns of ways that we have learned to um, exchange within ourselves and also um, look for in information and be able to interact with that. So when people can interpret colors of each of these energies, they'll have a matrix of information that's basically able to be picked up in the different levels. Um, it's interesting, um, there are ways to calm these different levels down or to heal things um, in a way that becomes more integrated with yourself so that they're not all out floating around like in a different zone. And as we work with ourselves, we're learning how to be able to be more in a <clears throat> an exchange system so that we work with ourselves outside and inside. Our inside chakras are our energy system that flows through ourselves and also into a divine connection. And this is one of those construction areas that um, can get people can get lost pretty quick. But if we think of ourselves as a reflecting pool, we want to construct ourselves or arrange so that we have the ability to um, have a level of complexity so that we can protect our inner core or our reflecting pool, keep it calm, and also have a way to um, explore the ways that we can ex share this so that essentially 
um, others are, are going to have more balance within our fields as they're getting more affected by what we do. And um, as you practice, um, you're going to find yourself, um, your own builder, uh, being able to put things in place so that um, essentially by being more uh, connected to yourself and aware, you're going to be able to pinpoint those sections that feel like they need to have um, a different construction, maybe a construction project habit switch going into a different level. And so um, part of it is your balancing of attitude and um, emotional drivers so that essentially we're building an energy field um, together that uh, is reflecting the core of our internal passion and heart. So that becomes our expression on the outside. And it's almost like ourselves are the beautiful structure that we're trying to reflect because we are all um, in the uh, law of oneness. We are all like one system and we want to reflect that um, in ourselves, out from ourselves, that we are um, a perfect being, that we have all of our parts together and we want to reflect the balance that is here with us or the opportunity of balance and um, that becomes um, more and more easy as we become more uh, connected and authentic and re- you're reflecting ourselves inside and out. So, you know, it can get very much like our words, you know, I'm stumbling over a few descriptions, but it's, it's really a internalizing of a concept. And uh, each of us internalizes something different, but the um, part that is true art is taking the opportunity to capture moments for yourself. Um, Labeling has been interesting where they call it um, taking self-care is a very important language to learn because that's part of our uh, construction zone. Um, We can become very... uh, Interestingly, we can become very complex with that, or we can just park it because we don't feel like it applies. But it's very important to have that as part of your uh, toolbox, because without yourself being in a full focus um, as important, you know, you are the base of your experience. And um, that experience then does include time to pause and reflect and because we're uh, you know, in a reflection mode uh, concept, we're re- we want to reflect the calmness that we know is possible. And in that moment of calm, you know, it, it's, um, everything is possible. For that moment, we're going to pause and have a quick break, and we'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. 
Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and we're um, exploring the different auras around ourselves. As this is an expression level set that um, is outside of ourselves, but it comes through ourselves. And one of the layers is the emotional auric, and it's kind of like life's driver. And this is the power behind our actions and our reactions. So as we were explaining, if we feel at peace, this will resonate throughout all of the levels that are around us. And this can be moving through the different levels based upon the energy that we express. So unconditional love is the optimum energy of this field. And it feeds the rest of the system and actually has to really remain in um, balance for your health. When you feel blue, being green with envy, seeing red, um, having different kinds of emotional energy, that affects, you know, that affects the colors that are around you as well. The imaginal auric field is kind of the creator of the different happenings that are going on. And this is where we use this energy to manifest circumstances. So this is kind of the magic of creation. And comes from whatever you're looking for is and what does your soul desire so it's like fulfilling your dream your destiny and will help be a map to guide you through life the etheric etheric area is like a bodybuilder so it's responsible for creating and maintaining our physical being it helps keep the alignment of the meridians and chakras so they're working properly um, and not having obstruction. So it's trying to keep our internal system calm. It's kind of like not having the, the fish out in the, in the physical um, reflecting pools, which would be creating water and waves and different happenings. So um, the, it's really important to keep this all in mind. It's, it's a bit of a stretch um, of word understanding, but we want to keep a balance within ourselves and the aura is is part of the overall health and successful area of um, understanding the different associations. So we we start with um, 
looking at ourselves as complex, but also it's a delicate balancing act. And when we understand the balancing, it helps us to be able to put that all together. The um, metaphysical world has an understanding of meaning of color. And uh, it's interesting, there's different colors and intuitions and the ways of um, looking at light being, you know, ding, being in the different levels and how it interacts with different things. The idea is to um, look at this from an expression perspective, knowing that um, when people are looking for more details, they can usually find the understanding um, by starting with how they feel. And everything originates from within ourselves. So we want to be looking at things with a, a sense of love and peace and happiness in our way of looking outside of ourselves. We're all, because we're individu- individuals, we all relate to these uh, different words, different ways. But um, the aura is basically our electromagnetic field that all of us have. And it's our life force energy. And every living being has an aura. Um, but it's, it's also different in how we relate to it. Um, we, we can glow. I mean, we do glow. And if you've been around a person that's very excited and very bubbly, um, they have a different glow and feeling about them. So their pool is um, based on, on themselves, but they also have bubbles and sparkle. And that is a personality that is very energetic and it attracts people to that personality because of their sparkle. And some people don't understand what they're getting attracted to, but that person has a vibe about them and a calmness in a way. It raises our curiosity about what are they so excited about? You know, how do they, um, how do they process themselves so that essentially they sparkle on the outside? And a lot of times that's um, how they feel inside too is that excitement of expressing themselves or being in an environment. It's very specific sometimes, but um, it's a curiosity and um, it's one of those areas that it, it's very individual too. So sometimes you know people that have that high energy um, do a lot for themselves to maintain that too because they are um, expressing themselves in different energy that requires themselves taking care of their internal energy flow. And it, that way they're not depleting themselves, but they have a different way to do that through meditation or exercise or observation. Um, being in an artistic creator mode is a different mindset and zone. And um, it's really, um, you know, art is one of those areas that has a lot of different um, meditational commentary. Um, I mean, the whole world or field of art is um, has a lot of different levels. And um, the language itself is surrounding ourselves with with beautiful um, environment um, imagery so that we can resonate with those kinds of feelings that feel good and nature has all kinds of 
um, reminders and invitations to us all seasons of color. And color is um, very much a, um, you know, it's a, it, it's a change mode um, because we relate to color. A lot of people get uh, sensitive to the weather because on dark days or when weather is rainy, um, they're feeling more depressed. Possibly they get um, emotionally charged when the sun's out and they feel more upbeat. They feel the energy from the sun and they also resonate because it feels lighter. So there um, are ways that we can keep ourselves in a better mode by being sensitive to ourselves to understand how do we react to our environment and also what do we internally need to put together so that we can find a, a way to practice in ourselves to keep ourselves in that higher mode of expression. And interestingly, there are... Um, new developments in different fields, like they have uh, photography that has, um, you know, it was interesting because in the, in the late 19th century, Nikola Tesla observed the auric field under certain conditions. And in uh, 1939, um, there was a recording of a glow of this life force that was accidentally um, discovered. And... Uh, it's interesting because the image it created on a plate when he, it when a photo was taken, it was very strong. And Kirlin photography now is a form of contact print photography that um, is um, available. And it was something that uh, was showing living objects where the physical proof of their their aura was really surrounding them. This one object, but also. It, they were finding that that is surrounding all beings. So all life force has this radiance around it. And that's very interesting because some of the, the radiance is exposing uh, history of that person or that research you know, that they've been doing is showing the correlations between different parts of energy exposure. And um, with the technical advances going on today, that is finding um, some interest among people wanting to understand better um, how things, how color reacts and how they react and how the different vibrations work because everything has a, a vibration and frequency and color has a different vibration. So if you think of the term color, um, a red color has uh, highest in you know, that has the highest vibration and is also a high, higher uh, vibration than the other ones. Like violet is the lowest vibration of this scale and it's a calmer energy. So when people have a violet color that has a calmer energy, whereas if someone's red, you know, maybe their face is red, maybe their energy is high energy. This can be a higher or more um, related uh, understanding of energy relationship like a musical note um, there's different sounds and spectrums of sound and not just one note is better than the rest colors and musical notes and chakras all respond to uh, different vibrations and uh, related to that um, they create other other vibrations when they're they're used together 
And right now, you know, it's it's really good to contemplate how do we use all this information. Interestingly, in the uh, learning that I'm doing with the sound bowls, um, I had uh, a two-week period where I have had actually purchased several bowls, and then I recently just picked up the rest of the seven. So I have five new ones. And in our reaction to that uh, process, the um, the two bowls that I had, I ended up matching up with the sound vibrations of the new bowls. And it was a great experience. And now I have kind of a, almost a... Um, a way to chime myself through all of the chakras because the bowls all have separate notes and the chakras are related to those notes. So I'm learning and creating some opportunity for myself to learn how the music and the flow and the and the clearing of, of the space works with you know Tibetan bowls. That's just an exploring art for myself. And in that concept, we're starting a fascinating journey here in creating of ourselves. And I wrote a poem recently about us being a creator. When I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear songs of floating melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I, when I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I'm made of a lot of parts. And with this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. So it's interesting as we pause, and we pause in between our observations here, um, we find time when we look for time, and we are in time. So... We are on time, and on that note, we're going to take a pause, and um, we will see you next time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and have a very colorful period in the next pause. Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.